Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Ford's Feelings Emotions, the only podcast where the host goes away and leaves his second in command to cover all of the news of the week. And unfortunately, there wasn't much. So what we're doing instead is I found the very first episode me and Dan recorded of this podcast together. It was Fort Lost and not findable. I managed to find it and I thought, oh, convenient timing because Dan's going away and we're not going to have time to record and I'm not going to have enough news to cover. So let's go and rehash old news and get it out there to the public. So hopefully you enjoy this episode. I've done my best to try and restore it as best I can. And yeah, we'll see you next week when Dan has returned from his holiday. See ya. <laughs> uh, we can't do. Let's get this over with. Boom. Do you start recording first? Okay, whatever. You, you do the intro. Uh, I don't know what the intro is going to be. Welcome. I am a man. <laughs> well done. <laughs> right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Force Feelings and Emotions, the rebooted version, because it's 2020 and everything is getting rebooted booted nowadays uh i'd like to invite a guest to join us once i'm just a guest it's more of a co-host at this point you're a guest for now i can replace you at any time let's get into this <laughs> love it uh what's your name so, oh, okay i'm dan nice to meet you i'm a i'm an alcoholic wonderful what's your first piece of news dan oh yeah before i get into it uh this is just a random weekly news roundup show that stuff we like anyway dan move on all right, so uh, the biggest news in the past week has been uh, Microsoft acquiring Zenimax. Yes. What's uh, feelings and emotions on it? Well, it means that Xbox now own the right to all of the Bethesda uh, games, which is big one being Skyrim um, and all of the Fallout. They own huge... Software, who does Doom. They own Arcane Studios, who does... Uh, well, currently it's kind of an interesting thing with that because they own Arcane Studios, which is the developer of Deathloop, which is a PlayStation 5 exclusive timed. So Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. <laughs> currently, uh, they have decided that they will honor the exclusive... And they own uh, another studio in it, which is doing... Ghostwire Tokyo, which is another PlayStation Five exclusive. Yeah, uh, so, I don't do that. But... So currently, there it's the one with the uh, weird like anime ghost in whatever. It's a weird looking game. Kind of looks cool, but it's yeah. um yeah they're uh they own that, so it's kind of blocked. Well, they haven't blocked PlayStation from having those as exclusives yet. But I think what this basically means is that uh, Microsoft now has a big playing st- oh by the way it should have been mentioned that it was for 7.5 billion yeah i was about to say that but you kind of just kept talking <laughs> i was like i'm not gonna drop you mm. uh, yeah. yeah it's bigger big purchase well it's bigger than what disney paid for star wars marvel it's what um yeah incredible but the big question is what are they going to do with all those games are they going to make them xbox exclusives they um i doubt they will they'll make newer titles stuff but they won't take existing franchises and make them exclusive no. they'll get far too much backlash yeah 100%. You, anyone who is on a playstation and wants to play a fallout or the new elder scrolls games or a new doom they will be pissed at microsoft if they make them exclusives. microsoft is in their entire right to make them exclusives yeah but i mean microsoft could... microsoft isn't sort of as well clearly as um exclusive heavy as uh sony because microsoft when they purchased mojang uh to get minecraft they still let it go onto every other platform in existence that's true uh but also when they acquired mojang 
they allowed cross compatibility between uh, Xbox and Windows 10. Yeah, which is which could be a similar case for the other games that they might do. Yeah, and they might add. Entirely possible. I'm 100% sure that they're going to add all these games to the Xbox Game Pass. Oh well, yeah, because Doom's, Doom's already Xbox, going on it. Yeah, that's Xbox's big money making scheme. Wow, that that's what they're pushing for for everything right now. Yeah, is that Game Pass and. Even well, when they're saying the new Microsoft, consoles. Microsoft has stated that their main competition isn't Nintendo and PlayStation anymore. It's fucking Google and uh, Amazon. Yeah, streaming well, those game services. Because Amazon. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a good Am- deal. Another piece of news: Amazon just released their, well, in the United States at least, has released their Project Luna or whatever it's called, which is their uh, answer to Google Stadia and uh, Project uh, Game Pass. So, True. However, Google Stadia isn't much of a success right now. Google Stadia was all right, but it's just buggy and has a you have to pay for everything, which is what I think yeah. the uh if anyone's gonna succeed, it's potentially gonna be Amazon because Amazon Yeah, I mean Amazon got so much money, they just keep shoving money into that thing. Yeah. But so does Google. The thing is that everyone because when the news broke about um the uh Microsoft purchase of Zenimax, everyone jumped onto what Sony gonna buy. And you gotta remember, Sony doesn't have nearly as much money to play around with as Microsoft. Microsoft they did buy um Insomniac. Yeah, but comparatively that's one game. I mean yeah, it's a lot smaller, but they did buy they do acquire companies. But, At the end of the day, do, but do so- Sony need to acquire the companies more? They've already got these big exclusives, God of War, Spider-Man. Yes, but what you're remembering, Dan, is those the companies that they're buying, Gorilla and um Insomniac were already PlayStation exclusives. That wasn't taking away any uh, third-party development software, basically, because a lot of the uh, Insomniac games and Guerrilla games were just in-built for PlayStations to go on PlayStations as console exclusives, but they weren't owned by Sony. What Sony did was buy them to make them exclusives. Uh, like a, so, Because Insomniac did a, um Xbox-exclusive game, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm trying to remember the fucking name of it. It was like a you shoot uh, soda. It was like a, and it was a zombie shooter thing. I right. can't remember the thing, and it was like a parkoury game. It wasn't. It looked all right, but it was a play. It was an Xbox exclusive, but that was an Insomniac game. Yeah. So Insomniac then went back to Sony and made the Spider-Man game. And... There's, there's a lot of questions sort of surrounding. Uh, I've heard the internet. If Sony didn't buy Insomniac, would the Spider-Man game be an exclusive? Well, they own the rights to Spider-Man, so it would be. That's true, but Insomniac... They don't need to buy Insomniac, they just license it out, so they make it, and then they, because they license it out, they have the say on what platforms it goes on. However, Insomniac would have wanted, they would have pushed upon Xbox, because they could have made a lot more money if it went to Xbox. Not necessarily. Well, Insomniac would have made a lot more money, Sony wouldn't. Sony would lose out on a lot of money. Yeah. Sony made so much money from that Spider-Man game, not just with the game. There's also the argument that because Microsoft had very few consoles sold you're not going to get that many people going no, onto no, of course it. Not. and if you've got the player base you want that sony player base and it's also one of the biggest selling games on playstation and that sold 100 yeah. million so you've got the potential of 100 million people buying it it doesn't sell 100 million but it gets a lot of sales because people are already on the platform the point i was going to make was i know people have bought the ps4 console just to play spider-man Yes, that's the point. Or just play God of War, or just play Uncharted, or just play Last of Us. That's like, what that, Sony that's, is good that's... at. Sony yeah. is good at getting a console-defining game, like a game that defines the console and gets people to buy hardware. Microsoft isn't trying to do that. No, Microsoft is trying to get people onto a software. They're not trying to get people to buy Xboxes. 
That's why they yeah. released a 250 quid uh, cheaper version of their current high-end one, because they know people aren't going to buy their super expensive one, because people are already just going to go to Sony anyway. The demand yeah. for the Sony one, as looked at by the fact that I am one of the only few people in the world who has the pre-order, <laughs> yeah. is kind of just a statement as to how much of people want it. Granted, Xbox did set out, set, uh, sell out of the pre-orders for the Xbox Series X. I hate their naming system. It's so dumb. Well, <laughs> and also... Uh... On that point, because of how dumb Xbox naming system is, in the Amazon charts, the Xbox One X, which is the current one, not the new gen, went up in terms of page views by like 747%. No, it wasn't page views. It was actually orders. No, it wasn't. It was seven, it's, page, it's, it's traffic, basically. How much oh, right, traffic? Like and that, that's, that's how many times people visited the page. And it went up by 747% because that's the traffic that it was bringing in because people didn't... Well, it's either a bunch of old people who were trying to buy it for their kids but didn't realize there was a different console that was selling out because you could get onto the Xbox One X. But you couldn't get onto the Xbox One X, uh, One X, One Fucking, I hate their naming convention. It's not that hard. It's so <laughs> Series dumb. X, Series S. Yes, but it's One X, One S, Series S, Series X. It's... It would have made more sense to have the Two X or Two S. Yeah, well, they didn't, and because the reason why they didn't is because Xbox Two is less than five, and people are stupid and think it's worse than a five. That's why Sony's yeah, kept no. it their naming convention for years, and it's just crisp and nice and clean it's boring but it works yeah but the series s didn't actually sell out hmm? the series s didn't sell out no which under the yes. question of do people actually want to buy the console more no microsoft's already lost you can guarantee it they won't sell as much hardware because they're not i would say that they definitely lost in terms of units sold but i'm not sure if they've lost to the profit no I've, they'll make way more money i'm, um, not, I'm not disputing got, them they'll make they've more got money. the um subscription service for yeah. the consoles. There's like what, 50 or 20 pounds, I'm not sure how much it's it is. It's 25 like numbers. quid. Yeah, well, it's, 25 it's one quid for... for Game Pass and you can buy the console with it. Yeah, it's, it's two different ones, but like it's like renting the console, but yeah. I haven't done too much research on it. But it's but not... that, that, like, they want to get people to get that Game Pass. Yeah. Or the Game Pass Ultimate. That, that is, is what... their money-making scheme. Yeah. That's what they want. Yeah, I know that. That's, That's... not... My point is, Microsoft isn't trying to sell hardware. No, I mean, they, they, they said they've already... Because Microsoft, they know they're not going to compete. Well, Microsoft's never been a hardware developer. They're a software developer. 100%, yeah. When they step... They, they, Sony has always been hardware and software second. Microsoft's been software first, hardware second. However, and, um, and it just, the hardware limitations are, are getting extremely bigger in, in the tech world. Like, hardware... We're reaching the limit on how much more... Well, that's why Microsoft's going into the upgradable program because what they're trying to do is after two years they'll bring out a new console and then yeah. people will get that on their. The plan. thing is, like in two years' time, the hardware isn't going to improve that much. Microsoft switching to the mobile service program where you go, you go onto a program, you pay for half of it, you pay for it over two years, and then you get a new one. That's what Microsoft's trying to do. They're still going to try and get you to buy a console, but they're not going to push it. They're going to try and get you on the service, and then you get wrapped in. And then, boom, you've spent 10 grand in five months. <laughs> That's a bit of an exaggeration, but all right. <laughs> some people do. Some people do, like, like you, you and Destiny. Yes, me on Destiny. Yeah, a lot of money on that game. Yes, yeah, upwards of 700 quid plus now. Oh, my God. That's so much money. It's really not. It's a good game yeah. franchise. That's um, what I want. I really want, if, my, if Sony wants to do something to kick Microsoft, buy Bungie, an ex-Microsoft 
It wouldn't. Bungie isn't the biggest. No, Bungie. Well, no, I suppose. It's Actually, one, right, because it, now it's independent. They're not making a lot of money. Yeah, they could buy it, but it's just one studio. Microsoft's bought one like company that owns several studios that make highly acclaimed games. It would be funny if they bought Bungie because they're Halo. Yeah, I know. That's my point. But the um, if Sony, so, as soon as the uh, Xbox thing announced on Twitter, people were trying to get Sony to buy, like begging Sony to buy the um, Konami. The people of Metal Gear and um, some other stuff, like those franchises, Silent mm-hmm. Hill, the uh, all of those sorts of games, because Sony has had a partnership with them in the past where they've had like console exclusive. Silent Hill was going to be a PlayStation exclusive before Konami cancelled it. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and the and they just wanted to. Uh, I think I think in the past. People have speculated that Sony might buy Rockstar. That's nah. I don't know. I don't think that would happen. But the thing is, there's been so many. Ru- I'm I'm curious because there's been so many rumors about Warner Brothers trying to sell off their games division, and like the big contender for that was Apple. If so- yeah. if Sony wanted to make a move, if they bought Warner Brothers. Uh, Montreal and like this game studio division of that, that would be huge. Is do Sony actually need to buy these companies? Because these companies are going to be looking, oh, where do we want to sell our games? And they're going to want to sell it on the com- the console that has the most people on it. Of course, PC has probably more than any other thing else, but people on PC are very niche. They the- a lot of times they only play one game and Dan, then only slightly diverge. Dan, what you're forgetting is when you go onto Game Pass. They pay you to go on it. Microsoft pays people to go on their Game Pass service. Microsoft right, yeah. in-house games are their like the first-party stuff is theirs, so they just put it on their first day anyway. But when they have a game that isn't on a micro like isn't a Microsoft exclusive developed under Microsoft, they pay them to get it on there. They basically pay the entire cost of the game so that they can get that onto their platform as a selling point. It happened. It's the same thing with PlayStation Plus. They pay it to get them onto those things. For like full guys, PlayStation Plus, they paid them a lot of money. Epic Games paying people to go onto their service to get them on so that they have a selling point. Yeah. So Thanks people in. Yeah, cuz Epic Games, every game that you get for free, Epic has or Ep- every game that is exclusive to Epic, Epic has paid the developer basically the entire cost of their game's development to go on there and then some. So they will make more money doing that than they would if they just went independent on trying to do it on steam or on just epic normally because it's an incentive to get people on to get them onto the platform and then they're locked into the platform do you get me 100 percent. but the point i was trying to make was that there's so many i need to acquire all these companies so um microsoft acquiring uh zenimax and bethesda it means they can put all the games on onto the game pass for free yeah. I mean, it means they'll, they'll save a lot of money that way Right. Yeah. But Sony, but do Sony actually need to acquire these companies? Because these companies, the, the game companies, will want to put on. Uh, I, I would say they want to put it on PlayStation more than they would Xbox. It's a very forget PC right now. If, if you didn't have this Game Pass or everything else, people companies would look. Oh, PlayStation have got more units. There's a more player base. We want to put it on PlayStation more than we do Xbox. But if you look, if Microsoft gives them the numbers of how many people are subscribed to Game Pass and maybe the hardware isn't because you can like you said you can do it on computer so all they have to do is show the numbers of game pass and also the thing is how much money can they make from game pass it's an interesting, how much it's an interesting thing because they they don't have the subscriber base at the moment to be maybe sustainable sony has even stated that they're not going to go down this uh subscription pass thing because they don't think it's sustainable because they're paying like upwards of 100 million per game 
for their in-house studio ones and they don't think it's worth trying to like they don't think it's financially sensible to put all of their high level games onto a subscription service and not get as much money from paying the full 40 to 70 quid now um payment because at the end of the day when you when a consumer buys a game let's say from release it's normally about 50 quid around that mark so the developer will see an exact amount of that 50 quid for each unit sold no they won't it's not exact no sony if you buy off it's it it's it no it takes off you take off like 30 percent if you buy off the store right yeah but my point is like like they'll know for like depending on hardware or software stop copies initially you'll know how much money you'll make from each sell yeah right the thing is you won't know that amount from game pass it's more of a risk well because it's it's there's no guarantee I know that, that, your game that Xbox could put it in there. Yeah, there's no guarantee. You can get drowned out by all the other ones. Exactly. There's so many games on the Game Pass. Yeah. Is, it, is it really worth it? Are you not make, how much money are you going to make from it? I will tell you who it's worth, though, for. It's worth it for um, disabled people. And I'll tell you why. Because basically, if you're a disabled person and you're spending like 70 quid, most of the time you're not working, or if you are working, you're earning not much money because you're on like disability paychecks and stuff like that. So if you're spending 70 quid on a game that it is currently now, because Godfall is like 70 quid, uh, Spider-Man, Miles Morales is like 70 quid now. Very and, expensive. And they don't have accessibility features enabled on their game. You've just spent 70 quid on a game and you can't play it. That's true. So if you had a Game Pass subscription where you could play all the latest games day one and find out if you can play it for like 25 quid a month and it it's a good thing for you. Because you can basically, or for lower income families, you don't want to be spending 70, like the average person spends, I think, buys four games a year on yeah. average. I think it's four games a year. I mean, I've not bought a lot. Exactly. I I get most of my games for free because of Epic and PlayStation. Yeah, same. Well, that's pretty much every game. But, the last game I bought was Modern Warfare last year. Like the last, the, the games I've bought this year are uh, Other Side, uh Last of Us 2 and the Avengers game. Yeah. And those are the ones I remember buying this year. Everything else has either been off the PlayStation Plus store or I haven't really bought it. The point I'm trying to make is that if you're in a low if you if you don't you don't want to pay a lot of money to buy a game and then find out you can't play it. And sure. also if you buy a game and then you don't enjoy it, what are you gonna do? You just give it back to a store and they give you like twenty quid out of yeah. the forty quid, fifty per quid purchase. Or you also um to do a disability xbox did release that disability controller yeah which i think is a very good thing to do really i, I haven't seen sony do it i haven't but seen well, them do it they don't necessarily need to do it if microsoft's got no. one because it plugs into the sony console because i actually don't know that well it's a it's meant to go onto anything you meant you can plug it into anything people have plugged it into wheelchairs and stuff for their kids so <laughs> <laughs> just drive your wheelchair like an xbox controller no it's for the it's for the um handle <laughs> like the steering stick on yeah, wheelchairs yeah. you can plug those into the thing it's that'd be great just have a little toddler on the back just controlling uh, I try to grind wheelchair. Yeah. On Xbox controller. It's just because if you're used to using a joystick on your wheelchair, then you plug it into your uh, controller port and boom, it will work. And then you don't have yeah. to. It's a very good thing to do. I like it. it yeah, I mean, it's not going to use it, but it's a good thing. Yeah. Nothing right. Um, also, the PS5 sold out on the pre orders. Yep. Mention that. I got one. To change one. the subject a little bit. You got one. Um, got one. They went out of stock pretty much everywhere within two days. Xbox, um, Argos had a the release next day, but that's still sold out today. Someone from my work spent about an hour in a queue and then got to the basket and they all dropped out and he couldn't get them. Very sad. Mm. But the po- 
we had discussion talk privately, but um, do you think that Sony intended that to happen? No, I don't think they intended it to happen, but I think it was to be expected and they should have been better prepared. At least, because it's not Sony's fault, because it's basically every store that couldn't handle the servers. Yeah, it's true. There's, like, there's so many people. They're, they're not responsible for other companies' servers and them not putting in the manpower to put the server up basically because you can predict that sort of shit and they but, should they should have known because of the 500 million edition console fiasco yeah that's true where the exact same thing happened again stores released them early and then people bought them up and then i was really worried because they then cancelled all the pre-orders of the 500 million if you bought it at the time of when they accidentally released them you're a bit upset about that yes because i got one and then they cancelled it and then i couldn't get it when they did the re uh sale thing because <laughs> the, the exact same thing happened again their servers crashed and it annoyed me and now you can only get them for like 700 quid plus and it bugs the shit out of me because i really want that console it looks so nice but the sort of difference is like the limited edition one there's only what fifty thousand. yeah something like that but the ps5 is millions yeah that's all about the same time yeah yeah yeah. but people are desperate and sad and lonely and want to play games 100% true, but like me, Sony have just said that they've got loads more in stock they could put onto put onto the pre-order. So why weren't they in the first place? Because they're not here yet. Sony are making 10 million, but that's by the end of the year. They don't have all the stock coming in because they have to airship it. No, Sony just sent a tweet that the more will be available soon. Yeah, to pre-order, and, and it was. Uh, Mike got one, didn't he? Yeah, but that's not no Dan. They're they're getting them in but it's very expensive to get them in because if they send them by boat they take weeks and months to get here they have to send them by plane and that's a very expensive thing so they're sending over very limited amounts essentially probably to limit how much they have to send over until i imagine what they're doing is sending in a massive amount or maybe a minimum amount of like maybe 500 5 million at the moment, just to get them into stores, and that is a lot of transport. But do you not think that it's selling out has increased its popularity even more than it was? Because well, people people want what they can't have. Like with your 500 million edition, like you want that console quite a bit. Yeah. But do you want it more because it sold out and you couldn't get it? No, I wanted it really badly when it when it was a thing. Because when I but I went to pre-order it, and then I was like, I don't know if I want it or not, so I didn't have it. But then as soon as I saw it, it was sold out immediately, I actually really wanted it. So for for you, you already wanted it, right? PS5 console, whatever. For other people who are kind of indecisive on it, it and they does, saw it was sold it out. It does make it limited supply. It does. It does entice people. So I, they I saw it sold out, which means if if that wasn't sold out before, and it was just like they could have pre-ordered it at any time, they might not have done it. They might have waited a little longer because they said, "Oh, I've waited this long. I might as well just wait longer." Well, now that it's sold out, they're thinking in their heads, "I need to get it as soon as possible because I missed my chance and I don't want to miss it again." Yeah, it's, it's entirely possible, but I don't think it's planned limited supply. Unlike Nintendo, who purposefully, whenever they release like Amiibos, they release very limited quantities to get people to want them. And then they put the ones people they know people want, like a Mario Amiibo, and they'll put very limited, but they'll put like a uh, Toad or something that people maybe want but aren't so sore as like massive quantities. So they'll, they'll or the lesser known ones like a uh, fucking i can't remember any nintendo characters that are like not popular um but they'll put like one of those in higher supply so that when people get there and they can't get a mario they'll go oh i'll get this other one because i need to at least 
buy something because otherwise this is a wasted trip. That's how Nintendo does Amiibo sales and stuff like that. It's really creepy, like dodgy shit, and they'll deny it, but it is how they do it. So um, talk about things going out of stock and servers. Mm-hmm. Um, the RTX 3080 launched. Yep. And that was even more of a mess than PS5 was. Ah, they're about comparative. Also, the well, Xbox the... One crashed as well. So e- yeah, every... everyone crashed. Everyone, everyone I... wants the new stuff. Well, all these big companies, they said we're going to limit the pre-orders because we're in this financial crisis right now and people can't afford it and are unable to buy it. Well, that doesn't seem to be happening. No, what they're trying to do is stop scalpers from fucking cramming and buying multiple consoles and then reselling them. That's what they're trying to limit. They're trying to limit people trying to resell in massive parts because what they're gonna what the, what happens is people can flood a store page with bots and they'll snap up as many purchases as they can in the clusterfuck of everyone else trying to get them. And because it's a bot, it's an automated process, so it just goes bang, 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 bang. There's no human error in it. There's no accidentally misclicking the wrong button. And well, no, that that's limiting. That's them limiting it to one to one per person, right? Yeah. But my point is, like, they've limited the amount they've made in the first place. So they've reduced the amount of PS5s they made to how many PS4s they made. No, they released. they upped the production. Did they? I thought they lowered it. No, it was like, a... no, but back before this pre-order, like they said they're going to lower it. No, it was five million units by the end of like the end of the year, but they upped it yeah. to ten million. Actually, it was five million, right? Yeah. But they upped, so, they, they, they upped point, the they production. Be. No, but basically what happened was coronavirus hit and everyone stayed at home playing video games. So they went, oh, people really want new stuff and we can get more money out of people if we sell the newer stuff and get them at the end of the year when everyone's going, uh, this coronavirus thing hasn't blown over. Do you get me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it lowered it, though. I, I no, thought it was they, they high and they lowered it down. No, they increased the production. Wow. They went oh, from yeah. five million to ten million. Yeah, I don't know what Microsoft free, uh, like sale uh, like uh, units says, but Sony is trying to aim for ten million plus by the end of um, first quarter of next year, I think. And I can see it happening. Yeah, but there's also been rumors that their chipsets are crashing and stuff because like they're having like a less than fifty percent success rate on hardware. So yeah, you never also know. like um, not going to too much specifics, but they've kind of got a weird CPU. Set up with a variable speed limit, which is a bit odd to have in a um, console. It's very common to have in a mobile phone, but it's a bit weird to have in a console. Well, I think it's to do with their SSD. Yeah, it's, it's going to be something to do like that, but it's still kind of a thing weird to do. Yeah, but Sony's always been a weird one. The PlayStation 3 is a completely different architecture to. <laughs> the PS3 is just—it's like you know, the it's it's, it's actually incredibly it. advanced, but it's just. Well, that's the problem. It was too advanced. It was really hard to make games for. Yeah. Like. If, if you look at sort of um the beginning and the, the end, look at the yeah, Uncharted the, games. Look at the first Uncharted game, and then look at the last one. It looks incredibly better on the towards the end of the cycle. Look at the Last of Us. The Last yeah. of Us is like one of the best looking games on PlayStation Three, and it's because Naughty Dog finally like developed enough games and learnt the engine enough to be able to build on PlayStation Three architecture and make look good looking games. Um, but I've also had reports that the PS Five is incredibly easy to make games for. Well, yeah, it's just a PC. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it pretty much is these days. <laughs> it's, that's, that's, it is. That's why it's PlayStation a... Four sold so well because they just made it a PC. Well, the, well, the but CPU they made it a is a um, PC. Zen Three. Yeah, it's, it's, the CPU is AMD Zen Three architecture, which is exactly the same as a PC, and the GPU is an RDNA Two chip. Yeah, well, it's which the, is uh, it's a PC. It's the Android versus Apple problem because if you go on a platform and it's the exact same across everything, and you can develop for just this platform, and you know the platform, you can use all the tricks in the world and make it look as shiny and new on that platform. 
But as soon as you try and port it over to something else, it looks crap. Yeah. But if you're on an Android phone, you have to develop for every single Android phone. on. Which is impossible. It can't be done. No. Which is why after a few years, you get people cutting out old versions of Android. So, like, I think uh, what's WhatsApp cut out a bunch of Android operating systems because they just couldn't be asked to develop for it anymore. And so people who had older phones couldn't use WhatsApp because they just stopped making the app on those older versions of Android. Well, one of the biggest problems with that is um, the cameras in third-party apps. Yeah. Like Instagram or TikTok nowadays, it the camera quality will look significantly worse well, yeah, in the app they, they, than they suppress the uh, the audio uh, video quality. I have an I have an eight K. Well, it's more to the fact that um the actual camera app in the smartphone yeah, that's developed by the uh, manufacturers like Samsung, that um software is designed to work with that hardware and only with that hardware. Mm-hmm. Whereas these third party apps. Like every single camera module will work differently and they can't optimize it for every single one. So they just have to optimize it generically until it works every single one. Well, I'm pretty sure. I think Snapchat doesn't record uh, from the camera. It records from the screen. I'm pretty sure on an Android. Yeah. The thing is at that point, like, it's still, I, I don't know if it's still using the optimization software. It, it probably won't use the optimization software that's intended from that, from that manufacturer. Because yeah. that software is embedded within the camera app. Not yeah. within the actual software phone. But that's on the developers. The that's not on the manufacturers. Like, yeah, so my point. The thing is, like, the, the developers can't manu- They can't create this optimization for every single yeah. like Android phone. It's impossible. And it's why Apple phones will always look better in these third-party apps because they will optimize it for that Apple phone. Yeah, I don't dispute that. I it, just it will don't care. I just couldn't care less because I don't take photos and I yeah. don't really give a shit if an Apple looks better. Well, it's why Apple, like, their biggest market is mainly sort of this social market. Where people who use social media on a daily basis, people who like Instagram models or whatever, these people are, are their biggest market. Yeah, influencers. Also, it's because Apple's a brand that is synonymous yeah. with new and... Like, like, Apple is like Gucci. Yeah, even though it's More nothing less. like it's 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 bottom of the barrel like tech at the moment. Well, the actual hardware is it's all right. Not like it, it, it's good. It's not it's not the best hardware, but it's it's good hardware. Whereas Android phones, you'll notice like, like the battery is the bit bigger one. Where it's like a significantly bigger battery, but they have the same battery performance. What? And it's because um, the Apple phones are all optimized to work. No, Apple with... phones are terrible for battery life. Dan. No, 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 no. They they sound terrible. Things if you do an actual battery test, they will last. Maybe slightly less longer than an Android phone is. But that battery is so much smaller that it should be a lot worse battery life, but it's not. The reason why Apple phones have got a bad battery life is because they've generally got a small battery. And to have that small battery, to have it last that long is quite impressive. And that's how iOS is just that efficient. So they save money making on those batteries and they put other components or whatever in there. I don't know what they're doing, not having to make a battery. Mm. But their software is optimized to work with that hardware. So they can have lower quality hardware and then have a similar software experience, a similar uh, experience for the user by using their software optimization. Yeah, yes, it's an interesting thing. I, I'm, I'm personally not a fan of Apple just because they claim to be something that they're not. <laughs> they claim to be this innovator of tech and everything, and it's just like, no, you used to be. You used to have a person who did that, and used to have like a bunch of new ideas. You created the smartphone, you created it, but you're kind of just hanging on to it at this point. Um, uh, since one of the biggest innovators of tech is Samsung. Yeah, you look 100%. At- and they've even now put a pattern in for a transparent phone. Yes. 
I don't understand how that works, and I don't see the application for it as a phone. I can see it as yeah, an application for cars, though. Cars? What do you mean, like, as part of the windscreen? Yeah, because if Well, you... they've already got holographic displays for windscreens. Yeah, I know, but that's, like, a hologram. That's not... That's just a projection going up onto the screen. If you True, actually had... It works. Yeah, but it's not great. It looks kind of bad as well sometimes, depending on what it is, because it's just, like, a couple lasers hitting a screen, and it's not the greatest thing. But if you, if you integrate it into, like, self-driving cars... And you had it so that it could black out and you could have a massive TV screen in there and whatnot as the front windshield. That would be cool. That's my point. I don't see the application as a phone because if you put it down on a desk, you're just going to lose it. Well, OnePlus have already made a phone where the glass turns black. It's the OnePlus Concept One. Well, there's the um, glasses in like hotels and stuff where if you run an electric current for it, it goes from clear to like the foggy like yeah like foggy white yeah and that... yeah that's cool i've seen those <laughs> yeah it's it's impressive stuff but i mean if if i don't i don't know if i see the point of a phone having it yeah i i mean the exact point i can that see I... the other <laughs> i can see the other applications of it being like for uh, windows and storefronts and everything and you don't have to have massive tv displays anymore you just have clear panel glass and then you can just have images and stuff scroll across the screen without any like hesitation of like borders and stuff. And that... the other issue would be sort of the visibility aspect. If you're trying to look at white text on a transparent phone, and it and your transparent phone is over a white background, you're not going to see that text. Yeah, so it'd be yeah. very hard to see it. Well, what they'd probably end up doing is just having a black. I don't know how it works because I, I I looked at it, but I I couldn't understand it because like all I could see was a couple videos and like a. A couple articles about it, but they didn't actually explain properly how it worked from what I could see. Well, they, they've now invented transparent OLED panels. That's yeah. possible. The, the Xiaomi, I think, is the first company to have actual transparent TV, also, which I... also doesn't really make a sense. Yeah. Because you have to have it against a black background. <laughs> yeah, that's. It's an interesting design. I don't think they'll ever release it as an actual thing, except no. if I, I think they'll do it if they want to just have like a, a showcase. They'll do it as like a, def, uh, a uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? The uh, exhibition? Yeah, uh, like a show, like a, not a showcase, uh, like a project that's just like a big, big thing to show that we can do this, but we're never going to do it because there's yeah. no, there's no actual. Uh, purpose for it. It's just look at this thing that we can do, sort of. Well, it's kind of similar to foldable phones in a way. Oh, but no, I see are... the purpose of a foldable phone. I don't really see the purpose of them, personally. No, I see it as if they make it so that they get multiple folds, because if you can get multiple folds and you can get a massive screen down to the size of something else, the applications for that are quite impressive, because you think about it, if you had the ability to fold, like, your monitor down to the size of your oh, no, I, so i've seen a, a laptop a foldable laptop yeah and it what it is it's a whole display and you can fold it in half and then you can use a keyboard on the laptop and see you yeah. know the actual and you can and it comes with a portable keyboard so you can open it up uses yeah. it for monitor i see it as that aspect but i don't see the point of it being in a foldable phone the the point of it is dan most people don't actually watch videos like the younger generation don't actually watch their videos on tvs or monitors or anything like that most teenagers and stuff go to their phone so if you yeah. have and, and you're watching it on a small screen. If you could then open up your screen and make it bigger, and you have it as a tablet size, but you don't have to carry a massive tablet because in a bag or something, because you can fold it down and put it in your pocket, that's an appeal. But, pe but people do carry tablets, so tablets are now being used as notepads in schools and stuff. So all these kids are like 
very slowly, in future, it could very be possible that everyone owns a tablet instead of writing notes in schools, which means every student is going to own a tablet. Yeah, but if you can So eliminate... in that aspect, why would you want a foldable phone? Because you eliminate the tablet. You don't need the tablet if you've got the foldable phone. You have but both. the tablet is like a lot bigger than like the foldable yeah, phone. Yeah, but you can be. get bigger foldable phones. They'll just make bigger foldable phones. But it wouldn't work. That it would be so so thick. You can, it defeats the point of having it be able to fit in your pocket. Not if they make it. They can. I'm sure they can figure something out to make it. Smaller. But the biggest one is the battery. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there is future battery technology. Solid state being one of them mm. that could produce that effect well that's but the biggest that's they're... the biggest holdback of any tech thing is now is batteries because batteries just don't it's aren't... a new they... gold rush well yeah they can't they that there's very little innovation in batteries at the moment and so that it's just a battle to find out if you can make a different battery that can hold a charge but is small enough it's the problem of uh, electric cars yeah that well the, they... t- the two most promising battery techs right now is solid state batteries and graphene mm. um the graphene will be the replacement of lithium because we're running out of lithium and solid state's a new type of battery um material so instead of having a liquid electrolyte it's a solid glass yeah. um but that supposedly that removes all the thermal issues and you can have it a lot smaller in size have the same capacity the the interesting thing i saw but i don't know how true it is is they've made a brick that can hold electricity i have not seen that and i don't know i mean technically it's true i mean like, it depends on the um the electrolyte i don't know i just saw, i don't I think just, it could i just saw that i just saw the clickbait headline of a brick that can hold electricity and it was yeah just... i wouldn't believe that <laughs> i don't know unless the like brick had some sort of weird material inside it yeah i imagine it, it, it is it wouldn't be a brick at that point well it's a brick and brick name but not brick texture i guess yeah but what is a brick dan let's go i mean te- technically you could have a power bank as a brick if you wanted to there you go you got a brick that can always charge yeah but yeah it's uh it's an interesting insight if you if they did manage to do it and you could put an actual electrical current in it and then it use it as a battery to store your heatings like your house's power yeah. in, in the house rather than having battery charging stations on your house i mean the big the two biggest problems with the current battery technology is overheating and running out so the limiting the overheating is caused by the electrolyte and what it is the lithium inside it um it's usually a liquid but over time it turns into a solid and that solid creates more heat so they're really inefficient so if you apply more current in, current into it the batteries explode so we saw in the uh, galaxy note 7s the batteries were exploding and it wasn't through the battery it was to do with the circuit just before it yeah that there was, was a great. failure on the current regulation so it was just applying more current into it yeah. that's that is the problem with that technology you you have that limitation yeah what to do um so uh, this solid state battery is supposedly going to remove that completely and you'll be able to chuck hundreds of amps into it without having that overheating problem it's a cost to uh, uh it's just a cost thing if you if it's expensive to have then people aren't going to buy it unless they're massive corporations and the average person won't see it for years and, and one of the most expensive things in a tesla cars isn't the battery it's the cooling on the battery because like i said those battery chargers put hundreds of amps into those batteries at a time but that, that causes a lot of heat and you have to dissipate it so they have like liquid cooling yeah. on top of it to to take that heat out because like, it needs to be taken out it's the only way you can charge it that fast mm. well, but if you had that solid state batteries supposedly if they work i mean the current thesis are there you wouldn't need it and it would it could greatly reduce the cost of electric cars yeah it, i i don't know much so that, the only thing i know is batteries need to be innovated on really and improved and it's it's a slow and tedious process sadly yeah 
and that's why you get very minor changes on phones, basically, because they, they, they just don't need... This There's a... really not much more phones can do. Phones have pretty much reached a limit. Like, if you look at your phone... Well, that's, think... why, that's why the innovation of the foldable phone is an interesting thing, because it forces developers, software developers into a new market, yeah. because they can then innovate on a, on a platform that is completely different and you can do multiple things at the same time you can have a youtube video open up whilst scrolling through your internet browser or you on twitter or something like that i mean you see multiple companies doing it lg released a phone that you could slide up and turn it on the display as well yeah that's which is a very interesting one it's a weird fucking phone i um, don't i don't see the point in that azus have now released a laptop that has multiple displays yeah that one i like i like the laptop side of it if you have multiple screens on a laptop, because I like the little touchscreen bar at the top of the keyboard and stuff where you have just all your maps and stuff go down there. And yeah. it was rumored that uh, the PlayStation 5's touch control bar thing was going to be a screen. For, uh, yeah, or, or like, I, I, I think early days of PlayStation 4 rumors <laughs> and early days of PlayStation 5 rumors were it wasn't going to be just a black bar or box and stuff, but it was actually going to be a fully touch screen where you had like you could get if developers utilized it they could put like maps down there or uh, have inventory space on there and stuff like that so it was just i mean it would be a very cool feature only thing is it would only apply to first play games not necessarily it just depends on what the developers choose to use it for well, the developers wouldn't want to spend time just do that yeah. like, they would spend time doing bug fixes on the opal platform unless it's an exclusive it's only for it being exclusive, they would actually focus on time on that. Nah, because they, 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 yeah, yeah it depends. Because Nintendo's I mean, first part. Some games I have seen for the touchpad, they, they've, I'm talking about was, but uh, you could swipe on it. Uh, the which... Last of Us 2 has it as the uh, main feature of it is when you play a guitar, you can use the touchpad as the strings. So yeah, that just... thing's, that's an exclusive, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm talking about like, third party games. I think I, I have seen a couple games where it actually makes. Sent, makes use of that swiping motion. Yeah. But the thing is, that's a lot easier to code in than writing another display. Well, what most of them do is just make it as a map button. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, the thing is, it's the old select button. That's all it is. Yeah. Really. Because they got rid it's... of, um, they made it a share button. Yeah. One of, yes. Well, the share's an entirely new button, but the big touchpad button is a select button. Yes. That's what I was saying. Because they replaced oh, yeah, yeah. the select <laughs> button with a share button, you dumb fuck. Yeah. <laughs> So they yeah. needed to put a select button on it, so they made it the touchpad. Well, while we're talking about the PS5 controllers, they've added a lot of new features to it. Mm. Um, I think my thing I like the most is the adaptive triggers. Yes, the there's the, well speaking going back to uh, the Microsoft Zenimax thing with uh, Deathloop, which is now owned by well the studio is now owned by Microsoft, and one of their games is whenever your gun jams in the game, the control uh, the controller triggers jam on your controller. Yeah, which sounds really annoying. <laughs> you can't put it in whatsoever. Yeah, so until you fix the trigger on the game, you can't pull your trigger on the controller. But that makes like a lot more interesting and of immersion yeah. to the game. Well, that's the whole point of them, is to try and make you feel like you're pulling back a bow on a, f on a, on a bow. So you'll feel tension in the controller when you're pulling back. That's the sort and of... Also, and also both um, consoles, Xbox and PlayStation, have better haptics as well. well so Xbox has got had haptics for ages. They had it in the standard Xbox One, I'm pretty sure. No, it was only in the, in the Pro version. It wasn't in the standard one. Yeah. They released a Pro controller, Elite controller, and they had it in there. Uh, yeah, I don't... 
It wasn't in the standard one. Yeah, well, it's now going to be standard. Um, yeah, and they've both got haptics now, so you feel vibration in your fingers. Mm. So that I think that's sort of where games are going now. It's more the graphics and everything that's already there. They can't really improve it much more. Well, they, it can't be. It can't get much more better than it already is. Well, the issue that they run into is the uncanny valley, which is where an AI software gets too close to human realistics, but not close enough, and the brain just rejects it it's why you go mostly cartoony and it's the it's the problem that the games will run into if they try and make them super realistic because when you try and make a character look incredibly realistic but it hits there's it's like a graph where it goes up 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 and then just suddenly drops down and then goes back up again and it's it's incredibly weird if you look at uncanny valley stuff you'll like see the face and it's like super realistic but there's just a thing that you can't see straight away that makes it look creepy it's why um like ventriloquist dummies and stuff creep people out because it's 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 a it's it's it looks it's talking it no it looks human but it isn't human and, it's and it got, it sounds human as well and it's, got all, voice. and it's got all the features of a person it's got the eyes the ears the mouth the nose the the the, the stuff but it it just doesn't connect with your brain as looking like a human so it's the un- it's a weird disconnect on your brain but that's the problem that developers and stuff will run into if they try and make games look incredible that's why nature and stuff looks incredible but faces on things look sort of weird even though the the actual design of them is incredibly detailed because even in the last of us incredibly detailed facial animations but even in the back of my head something still looks a bit off about them and i love yeah. that game but it's it's just like they're some of the most digitally impressive character models there's a scene where a character takes off a shirt and it doesn't clip it it folds it ruffles and textures and everything and it doesn't look stilted and like jittery and it just works yeah i think it's sort of like sometimes a brain notices subtle distance subtle differences more than sort of huge differences yeah but that's so it's like if you have like a, if you have a picture and it's like slightly skew if your brain will notice it and go it's slightly skew if and it'll really annoy you well, if that picture is completely wonky you'll be like oh it's fine well that's the problem with um that's the problem people who are developing for vr have to figure out is the reason why you get motion sickness is because your body thinks you're being poisoned because of the disconnect between the action that you're doing and the 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 logic the step in your brain that makes you think you're doing that action so when you're not walking in a, in real life but you're walking in a game or you're sitting in a car and you're going in a direction your brain thinks you're moving but your body isn't so it it's that disconnect that makes your body think, oh, something is trying to kill me. I'm being poisoned. So that's why you try and throw up because you're trying to get the poison out of you. Yeah. There's only, uh, there's only one game where I felt physically ill in VR. I think it was Starborn Arena or Starblood Arena or something like that. I can't remember what it's called in PSVR. Mm. But it was like you're in this um, spacecraft, but it moves in every axis, like every all six axes. Mm. So you move forward, back, left, right, up and down. And you also rotate in every axis as well, and you completely lose like where you're facing, and you feel ill on it. See, I was just I I don't get motion sickness, so I'm fine. I don't ever experience any like headaches or anything when I play VRs because mo- some people don't. Like, there's a very... so it's, it's only that one game I've ever had, but because it was mad movement mechanics. Yeah, um, most of them fine. But I I was I played the VR chat thing when that was popular 
and made all the memes and like the Ugandan knuckles thing. Um, I was play I played that recently and I got so disorientated where I was in my room that I was just like facing different directions and I couldn't see where I was going. And the the lag in that game is quite disorienting um as well because you just suddenly stutter sometimes. And that's yeah, I played a game like that. I need to punch my fish tank. Yeah. It's it's, <laughs> it's a weird disconnect in sort of but if they get latency down and they can get the hardware up to scale which is because i i personally believe that if google wanted to compete in the gaming market they should get their fucking vr headset daydream project that they had tie that into stadia and have stadia as a streaming platform for vr and then you just stream vr games because then you don't need to have massive high level tech you're doing that all they have to do is fix the latency problem of people's Wi-Fi. And people who are trying to buy VR stuff might not have the best Wi-Fi. But if they can solve the Wi-Fi problem or the data problem and make it so it's seamless streaming, then you sort of fix the VR problem of you need massive hardware to run it. Because if you can just stream it and it still works like with very low latency, then you kind of fix the problem, in my opinion. But I think that's sort of the future of gaming. It's not going to be more hardware. Like improvements it's going to be a complete change of immersion yeah. like the, the newer games like they're going to have to make it more immersive so that's my point that like these new consoles they've got these haptic haptive triggers and you know adaptive adaptive trigger haptic feedbacks it makes it more immersive so to well, go from vr to make it even I, more immersive I, you I could have like a vr chamber i don't necessarily think immersion is necessary because you look at something like COD, you're not necessarily immersed in the world of COD, and you notice every little detail. It's just got. But do you not think it could be it could be a better gaming experience if you were more immersed? Would you not Would you not rather you were more immersed in the game? I personally would like to be immersed, but I don't necessarily think it's the key to success. Because I'm, I'm not saying it's the key to success, but my point is like we're not going to get any further. Like it's not going to get much further than it is well, right you now. You can always say Blueprint. that, but somewhere along the line they'll figure something out and then you'll be biting your words in 20 years well the, re the whole reason sort of getting to this point is the transistor size the cpu transistor sizes are normally about seven nanometer now in size mm -hmm. but the smallest you can actually get to is one nanometer yes. that you can't you physically cannot get more than one nanometer that, at that point you're breaking laws of physics because mm -hmm. the quantum tunneling will happen yes. at that point it's going to be more software based yeah. hardware is not going to prove from that that's it well, that's why everyone's going into AI to do it so that they can build exactly. AI. Yeah, and to go into this AI, and it's going to be because Google Glass bought um, North. I don't know heard of North. I haven't heard of North, but I know they did glasses or something. Yeah, so North actually had um, glasses you could buy. They had a projector in the in the frame that uh, went onto a one-way reflective film. See, there's another, and it reflected there's another right use, to the back of the iris. There's another use of Google uh, Samsung transparent screen for yeah. glasses. There's another use. Um, but what I liked about the North ones is only you could see it. No one could see what you're looking at. Mm. Well, that's easy to do. That's well, no, of course it's easy. So what they did, they had a projector that had a one-way reflective film, and it reflected exactly to the back of your eye. Mm -hmm. So only you could see it. And if you looked at any other angle that wasn't that exact spot, you couldn't see it. Uh -huh. hmm. um, but it's very, um, very incredible stuff. But Google bought them. Yes, I'm not surprised. And those frames, so I can't remember which Google Glass was originally. Mm. I, I think it was like 
thousands of pounds. Yeah, it was very something. expensive for something that looks so stupid. But the Google North ones, that looked fashionable because they had fashionable frames and it didn't stick out. It's just a little... Yeah, but Dan, um, you also got to remember how much of a difference in years has it been since Google tried to do Google? No, 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 no. My point, what I'm trying to say is it was only 600 quid. Yes, but right. that's just the natural course of the tech. That's not them being cheaper because if they did it 12, uh, however long ago Google Glass came out, it would still be as expensive as Google Glass because it's new and interesting. Google basically paved the way so that they could run, basically. So it's, yeah. that, that, it, the, the point is that if Google kept with it instead of just letting... Because Google tends to just do software. They don't tend to do tech. They get other people to build their tech because their yeah, pixels... Yeah, which they north. Their, their Pixel phones aren't built by google they're built by i think lg or uh something they're built by other companies to do their stuff because they know that they're not good at hardware and it's the same thing of microsoft microsoft is probably going to just not go into the hardware side because they they're software company they're not a hardware thing and so it it makes total sense for google to buy a company that is specializing in it and they don't have to then do all the hard work basically they just put the Google name on it. You know, all I was trying to say was that's the future. Like that could be the future technology is these glasses people are wearing. Like th- these glasses could replace smartphones. Mm, I don't know. I don't mm, depends. Think about it. Like, to get your phone out of your pocket is a bit of a hassle, right? So that's that's why smartwatches were invented. So you could just look down at your watch. You could you could read messages, but you're limited to that small display. I don't. Think well, if you have taking this... your phone out your pocket is the biggest hassle in the world. Well, no, but the point is like people people want things easy no i don't know yeah i know the whole the whole reason why there's i think it's on netflix there's a social dilemma documentary or whatever it is and it's the lengths that facebook and other companies will go to keep you on your phone because the whole reason why they invented the little dots icon is because when people sent a text they put their phone down and so what they did was they put the little dots animation to show you that people were looking so that you would stay on your phone and you would look and wait and sort of just yeah so you wouldn't put your phone down and not look at your screen and go on and do other stuff that's why they created those little pain in the ass dots that make you think someone's texting you back because they made it so that you would stay on your phone rather than put your phone down and look away and go do something else but in the future you could have all your phone tech in your glasses i don't think people want that i don't think people want want it no, because the whole reason... I don't think people want their notifications flashing at them every day in their eyes. The reason why I think people would want to ha- keep the phone... Well, you can have it a different way, though. You can have, like, your glasses vibrated when you got notifications. That's even more annoying. Well, wasn't this about your glass vibrating and your phone vibrating? You could turn it off. Yeah, Same. but then what's it the point of having the fo- What's the point of having the glasses? What do you mean? Because they're on your... Like, it's the same as you have... What's on a smartphone? No, because a smartphone, you just... Look, I, I get what you're trying to say, but I don't think having... Something that's on your head that vibrates every time you get a notification isn't going to get annoying. And if you turn it off, what's the point of having the notifications go to your phone if you don't know about? The reason why you have a phone is so that you can sort of disconnect from the world. Uh, disconnect from the virtual world a bit. If you start having your virtual world and your real world mesh, I don't think people are going to be healthy. Well, thing is... I can sort of see the future being it being meshed over the digital, the digital world and the real world being merged together. Yes, in a perfect world, it would work very, very well. But we don't live in a perfect world, sadly, and we live in a world where Facebook exists, and, <laughs> and yeah. we live in a world where Twitter exists, 
and we live in a world where Snapchat exists and Instagram exists and it's people pushing everything and everyone into a situation where they have to share their lives and they live stream everything and it's all about how people perceive you. Yeah, I don't give two shits about it. But everyone else sort of does. And if more people go into that sort of you lose yourself a bit. It's why people sort of just do it for the clout, basically. They don't think of the actions. They don't think of the consequences. They do it for the internet audience that they're trying to accumulate. And if you, yeah. st- if you start having people wearing glasses that send you this notification or this person says this, I think you're going to start seeing a lot of people start getting mentally unwell from social anxiety, like social problems and like depression and a lot of other stuff. Because it's just going to be too much stimulus. At least with a phone, you can put it down. And it, it, with a glasses, you might forget that you're wear You might just keep them on because there might be your prescription. So you might not be able to see without them. So you'd have to put on a different pair of glasses. But but it could be different in the future. So like right now, all grandparents, they won't have smartphones. Or they have very basic smartphones and they're only used for very basic things. And to, for them, like, the thinking of what we have now would be the same as what you're thinking for when we get if you merge those two realities together so it'd be the future generations if they were born into this world where reality and the digital world are merged together they wouldn't feel like that oh no of course they're not gonna feel like that but it's still gonna take a toll on them because you you at that point you would just feel like it's normal mm, but is it a good normal because normal doesn't necessarily mean good well thing is how do you define good well i don't it's a weird thing because i don't personally like the idea of i 100 percent agree that it can be very creepy and there's a lot of security issues with it yeah and it, if you have cameras and you're recording people then there's the whole privacy issues and it's 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 a dodgy thing at least with i i i see the appeal but i don't know if it will go mass market because you have like snapchat glasses and stuff that failed miserably even though like they were supposed to be the biggest thing ever and you see what people do they don't like Snapchat even sort of saw that people weren't using the glasses. So people bought them, put them on, used them for one thing, and then immediately switched back to using their phone for recording Snapchat stuff. And it's just like, well, what's the point of making this really? No one was using it. And sort of like another thing to take into consideration is big companies like Samsung and Apple, they will tell consumers what they want. Oh, yeah, yeah. Apple's like, notoriously good. People will say they wouldn't even heard of something last year. As soon as Apple mentioned something about it, they got one it. Yeah. Well, Before they even know what, anything about fucking, it. Look at the fucking it. widgets thing on Apple. Exactly. Like that, I mean, that's thing I've for ages, but no one wants it. Like, I, I haven't moved all my widgets. I've removed all my widgets off my phone anyway. They annoy I, me. I always forget. You get in the way. I forget what the widget. I have some widgets, but they're very minimal. I just have like a battery percentage widget and the. Uh, calendar uh, the weather app widget everything else i don't have the only thing that annoys me on uh, apple phones is not having an app drawer what uh, apple phones don't have an app drawer what's the app drawer when you swipe up to get more apps oh don't they i haven't no. used an apple product in years. they've sort of added it kind of in now so they've got uh, a panel that groups your apps together so you can have like one for social media well, but it, f- it groups it by its own software and then you don't to be fair, there are Android phones that do do the same thing that Apple does, where they don't have a second screen to swipe up for more things. It's just. But most of the time, you can turn it on and off. So, like, right now, you can put your phone into easy mode, or I don't know what's quite called, but it will remove the app drawer. And you can have an option to do it. Yeah, I don't personally. I like having, I have like having one screen. And, then and at the end of the day, I think options are nothing but a good thing. Yeah, no, I The agree. only thing that's harder is, like, for the older generations, to yeah. have all these options can be very overwhelming. 
Well, that's the thing of the disability thing going back to video games is like The Last of Us is one of the most accessible games uh, for disabled people because they have like colorblind modes. They have like uh, sound modes. I, they have a bunch of like options for disabilities and stuff. And the more people who can play video games is a good thing. But it's just that developers can't necessarily put all the resources into developing to make it for those people so it's it's kind of like a difficult sort of if i can only get 20 disabled people is it worth the time and effort to pump into developing this software side basically you there so we have sort of got a very uh off topic right now <laughs> ah, from no, the actual from no our list um yeah everything i want to talk about is the xbox expandable storage oh fuck that is so stupid i hate that <laughs> it's it's fucking 219 dollars which i don't know yeah, what it is in british but that's like the uh, co- that's, like that, that's the cost almost the cost of their lower end console that's true but that those cards aren't cheap by normally no so um the cards they're pcie gen 4 by 2 mm-hmm. um basically just means it's fast so the ps5 comes with a custom uh SSD. gen 4 a pcie gen pcie 4 ssd which has a read write speed of five gigabits or gigabytes per second which is insanely fast the xbox one is slightly slower mm-hmm. but the cheapest you can buy a one terabyte gen 4 pcie is about a hundred 60 pounds right now i know someone who bought theirs for 100 on sale but normally it's about 116 one it's over 100 pound at least yeah because that technology is expensive it's oh, really yeah. expensive I, get, I knew it was going to be expensive but that's such a stupid price to put it at and it's going to deter especially seeing as if you're buying essentially what if you buy their cheaper console and you need more storage space because the cheaper one only has 528 storage then you're just going to be spending the cost of the console to buy a terabyte of extra storage so you're only going to have 528 terabytes of storage more than the xbox one x and you've got the lesser console so i don't i i just don't understand why they don't make it because i know they they could cut they could lose money on it just to get people to still do the exact same thing as they do with hardware for the consoles lose money on the consoles lose money on the hard drives but but they've been they've been using that to make money They've been making all the money through that. They're not going to make much money from it. Cause oh, no, sorry, I'm not just through that. I mean, like, through the controllers. I reckon it's... if uh, Here's my conspiracy hat. The reason why they've done it at that point is to get people on Game Pass because you don't have to download the games onto Game Pass. You just stream them. That's also true. I didn't think about that. Mm, conspiracy. They want Because they do want Game Pass. They're pushing Game Pass so much. Mm-hmm. It's my the conspiracy thing. of the day. Microsoft but, makes their hard drives expensive so that people will buy Game Pass. Put it in a headline. Con- confused me was how small that memory card is. It's tiny. Yeah, they've got gigab- uh, terabyte SS, uh, SD cards. Yeah, but it's an NVMe drive. It's not an SD card. It's an NVMe. It's very much different storage. Mm, well, that's possible. I mean, if, if you look at one terabyte NVMe, like, they're much bigger than that. They're a lot bigger. Well, this is probably why it's so expensive, because it's custom. And it's... But the thing is, is it it could be compressed. Are they compressing the data on that SSD? And if they are, that significantly reduces the speed of it. I don't know. All I know is you can't buy other expandable storage on an Xbox. No, it has to be licensed to the Xbox. Whereas luckily, no, on the PS5, they are, the big selling point is that you can add an M.2 drive to it. 
Yeah, but it also has to be specified by Sony to actually be usable. Well, it's, it's not that it has to be specified. It, that, but it, they said in the press conference is they're going to be testing loads of manufacturers. Yeah. And they will have an approved list. It's not that the, the ones that aren't on the list won't work. It's just they're going to have a list of uh, these ones have been tested and they know well, that work. Well, it's, it's not that they won't work. It's that they won't run as fast as the Sony. Yeah, 100%. It has to be at least a Gen 4. Because the problem, the, the reason why backwards compatibility on the PlayStation 5 is so confusing is because you can't put a hard drive with all your PS4 games in and ha expect them to run at the PS5 level. So if you put a hard drive in with all your PS4 games, you'll still get them running at the PS4 level because it will be that hard drive that's processing them, not the playstation 5 hard drive yeah because uh i was watching the press conference through the tech and it's quite confusing for the most part but what from what i gathered from it is that they're using the uh nvme ssd drives to actually um compress uncompressed data or they've got a sort of buff in between that so normally they would have usually the cpu doing most of the stuff but they're actually using the hard drives themselves or the ssds themselves to do this stuff which makes that's how what makes it faster and makes these boot times really quick. Oh yeah, it's incredibly impressive stuff. Um, uh, it, it, from the way they were talking, it sounds like it's going to be much faster than even PC can handle it. Uh, see, just just the way they've configured how they're doing these SSD drives. On an SSD point, but from a graphics card point, it's not going to be faster from that standpoint. It's it's just going to affect boot times and load times. Yeah, it's not nothing else. It's like, it dude, won't. It's not going to affect graphics in the slightest. Yeah, but it it will just improve um, the load times basically. But at the end of the day, the only thing that's the biggest thing that's changed between these two generations is ray tracing. It will improve Destiny 2 greatly. And <laughs> just get Destiny SSD. One. It already improves it. Yes, but I don't want to. I want to buy a PlayStation 5. I mean, don't get SSD on a PS4. Doesn't, I, don't, I don't actually know how much difference it makes on SSD on the PS4. I don't think you can put an SSD. I don't think it makes much difference because the way they store data is a bit weird on PlayStations and consoles. Well, the PlayStation 3 was a nightmare because it was, it was meant to be incredibly powerful and stuff, but because people didn't know how to develop for it they couldn't get it to work so but one of the weirdest ways they kind of store data on consoles is they they partition the drives for each game so each game will have a different drive partition so normally on a pc or something you have one partition and you store all your games on that partition whereas on console they'll have a different partition for each game so that's why you say you, you you'll see on your console that you have alloc you have free space of 50 gigabytes and then you want to store a game that's 40 gigabyte but you can't install it yes. and you go why can't i install it it, it says 50 gigabyte free it's because of that partition that 50 gigabyte is split between all those partitions. Mm -hmm. And it, there'll be a little bit of free space in each partition, and then you have one big block of space that you can take it from. And because you've got these other games taking up these partitions, it's going to go, you haven't got enough storage. Even though apparently you have on the software. But that really annoys me on the consoles. <laughs> well, does they, that. They also, the other reason why they do it is because if they have an update and they need to save space, then... Exactly, they have, they have like, they save a little bit on the extra, they never fully finish it. But I... If they're using SSDs, they might not need to do that of this because um, there's no partitioning needed. Uh, when they use a hard disk drive, you have to have all your game data in one section, like a like a little segment, mm. um, and it has to all next to each other. When using SSD, you can have it scattered about everywhere, but it doesn't matter. So it, it's a lot more efficient on where you store data. So it shouldn't need to be partitioned. Mm, yeah. Hopefully, which should add, which would also greatly improve. Uh, downloading speeds and you wouldn't hopefully need to have that stupidly long copying data section yeah well they've already stated that 
they're trying to make it so that you could download different sections of a game and have them stored on and off so you don't actually use as much storage. So you can like cut out the multiplayer uh, as it's what the current CODs are trying to do where you delete the It needs it. It really needs it. Like just to like uninstall the campaign or uninstall multiplayer or uninstall Warzone. It needs to have one of those. It has to. It's too big. That game is too big. Yeah. That's the uh, current plan for most games is to be able to be split into like a multiplayer or a campaign. I think that's a good idea. And it's not I wish it'd be that hard to do either. I think the hardest the hardest part to do with it is sort of the purchasing part of it. Whoa. So when you buy a game, you buy the whole game and then it downloads the whole game, but how could you sectionize it? Well it'll just give you an option like they do most of the time where you go, Do you wanna download the multiplayer first or do you wanna download the Yeah, but at the end of the day it still it still downloads both. Well, They'll probably just give you an option of do you only want to download the multiplayer? Yeah, but if you just download the multiplayer, where would you then go to download the Warzone? Because that wouldn't. I know in this situation, Warzone's free. But let's say if Warzone wasn't free and like Black Ops 4, and then you, you got the, the Battle Royale mode and the multiplayer mode. So you, you install the multiplayer mode because it comes up with the option. But then where do you go to install the Warzone mode? Well, you have to go back on the store, but the store needs to distinguish. If you bought the original game or not. No, it's quite an easy software thing. All you have to do is make it so that when you download it, it splits down into two download bars, and you either download one or the other. No, that's the easy bit. The hard bit is going to be to figure out the um, the store. And that's when they have to work with Sony. Like The, the developers can do it easy enough. It's it's actually on uh, the communication between both ends. Because Sony haven't got the software there for the store to do that in the first place and so need to add that in for them to be able to do it well we don't know what the playstation 5's uh, store looks like that's true but it's probably going to be on the same system as far as i'm aware i can't imagine it'd be any different well they like, um, to, they like to change things up microsoft just released the uh look for their one and it looks apparently exactly the same as the current microsoft store exactly but then again they have to kind of do that because they're trying to make it so that it runs across all platforms Whereas Sony's just going to change it from the PlayStation 4, from a PlayStation 4 to a PlayStation 5 one. So they'll... I mean, it would happen. They would do it. I mean, just it, it's just going to take longer than it would normally. Mm. It, it could be a lot quicker to do, but it will take longer just because there's going to be this communication between them and Sony will have to redo some of the store or configuration. Or it they, they, they'll have to... Have, what they could do is that's what something to Steam and have like a game page. And they've got the add-ons, right? So you could have the game and then just install different add-ons. But the hard difficulties uninstalling the add-ons because if think about right now on cod right you got you got on the previous cods like black ops 3 you could buy the game and then you could buy the dlc and then you download the dlc but then you can't uninstall the dlc it's there to uninstall the dlc you have to uninstall the get everything and then reinstall the game pretty sure you can uninstall the dlc you can't uninstall one you can't uninstall just one dlc you uninstall the whole game Hmm. never tried and it's really annoying because if i could just uninstall the dlc i would but you can't do that so it's like uh like God World War Two, for example. And that game became huge for all the DLC. Oh, but there's many DLCs I didn't like oh. and I would like to uninstall them, but I couldn't. I didn't like World War Two, it was terrible. I'm just using that example. I think you could, they need to be able to uninstall DLC. Yeah. And there isn't there. But that that is on Sony side of things. Well, rather than the actual um game developers. Well, it's it's on both technically because they've the developers. Yeah, you need to have the iteration for both. But at the minute, the software develop the game developers can't put it in because so many haven't got it there to do in the first place. Mm, it it will be interesting to see what happens, but and they will do it. They have to do it. The games are so big right now. Yeah, 
well, they're just going to get bigger, so they have to do something like that. Well, and they will do something like that eventually. It's I just, have five terabytes installed on my PlayStation 5, and it but is... But you won't on your PS5. Yeah, it won't, but I will only have, like, four games on PlayStation 5 until I can buy a hard drive expansion. I mean, it wouldn't be so bad if you actually had gigabit internet everywhere. Oh, if you had gigabit internet everywhere, it'd be fine. You just uninstall a game. <laughs> yeah. And reinstall it. There you go. You're done. Well, move to NASA because they've got, like, 97 gigabit internet speed. You need 97 gigabit. You need one gigabit. Yeah, but you could download the entirety of COD in a second. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be in a second, it'd be longer than that. No, gigabit per second. Well, it's slight, like, it's slightly longer. It's in it, it's 200 bytes mm. right now. It's 200 bytes, so you need to have it as uh, 1.6 terabits per second. I have to be no idea, second. this is incredibly boring. Not gonna lie. It's just, mm, oh, yeah, it's no. interesting, but it's kind of boring. <laughs> it's, it's talking about storage. It's not the most fascinating thing. We'll leave it up to our comment section to decide. We, we talk about storage for about 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Riveting conversation. Yes. Shall we move on to the next topic? Uh, probably Marvel, the Marvel movie delays have just been pushed back. Yep. Now. So, uh, to May Black 7th, Widow. 2021. Yep. And then the Eternals uh, is now in November. Yep. And Shang-Chi is sometime in june i think july yes, no i think it's july 7th one of them is july 7th one of them is november i don't remember Was doctor strange supposed to be next year uh yes no doctor strange i think was 2022 right i can't remember everything yeah i can't remember now because it's been like it's the longest period of time where we haven't had a marvel movie like since no, uh, 2009 between iron man and iron man 2 or the hulk and iron man 2 it's weird it feels like the Marvel Cinematic Universe has actually ended. It hasn't, because WandaVision comes I know out. it hasn't, but it feels like it has, because there's not been nothing new since Far From Home. Yeah. And but... Far From Home was, for the most part, kind of an ending. Until that end cliffhanger where you see that Spider-Man was framed for killing... Um... Quinton Beck. Bestial. Yeah. But yeah. A, a, until you saw that point, it, it was a, kind of a good ending. Like That could have been the ending in the MCU right there. It wasn't because Endgame. It, I know, and, and, Endgame I know was, was the you know. end, and then Spider-Man was meant to be the beginning. Yeah. So it's just a fun world we live in. But I mean, I think it's it's an incredibly interesting thing because every time a Marvel movie has to be delayed, they have to delay every other single Marvel movie because it's very weird, isn't it? A situation. Because normally, like every other studio delays like one film and then maybe pushes back their other schedules so that they don't have to. Um, clash with their film so like you get wonder woman moving back and then they move tenant back or tenant moves back so they move wonder woman but with marvel it's like oh crap if we release this film before this film it reveals this secret for this film and it's like hmm the problem with an interconnected universe is kind of starting to show if you if you have a worldwide pandemic that means people can't go to the cinemas (laughs) just a black widow wearing a mask Mm. In the film, Taskmaster's already got that covered, so it's fine. Good. Yeah, I think I think it's kind of a good thing because I think this is probably gonna stop the supposed superhero fatigue that everyone loves to claim is gonna happen, like with the Western and everything, where you get so much. I would argue it's a very different situation. People put superhero movies as one genre. They're not. No. That's the thing is, Western films were a genre. It was a genre of films that were popular. But superhero films have so many other genres to them. Yes, that's why they've hung around for a lot longer than they maybe should have, which is why The Boys is uh, speculated to have a spin-off TV show 
in a school with all the bullshit superheroes that they can create or come up with uh, as like Instagram stars trying to but have superpowers in a school. And it's like a popularity thing. Is I still really... need to watch that. It's really good. I quite enjoy it. I'm, I'm enjoying it. The last, my list. the last episode's pretty... Have you not watched the first season or are you watching... No, I haven't watched the first season either. How the fuck have you not watched... Oh my god. Should... I've only seen Star Wars this year. Yes, that still amazes me. <laughs> Been watched them. Lockdown. <laughs> what do you lockdown? No, I watched Star Wars. Which ones have you watched? The main nine, nine trilogy or the spin-offs as well? Like... I've watched all of them. Ah, okay. So... And I've watched Mandalorian. Mm, now you just have to watch the TV shows, the comic books... Just... I am not watching comic books. I don't do comic books. No, no one does. It's a very sad group of people who... I didn't even know there was a Star Wars comic book until recently. Yeah, I think the people... I I, I, I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing for me, because with Disney like going, well, we're going to cut off all of this expanded universe stuff and create our own thing, but we kind of stumbled at the end to make good but you, I imagine, think it's all right. Seriously? Well, I was saying, you kind of, I imagine you just enjoyed most of them, yeah? Um, For the most part, I, I didn't actually hate any of, them, any of them. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. People get very upset because they wanted certain things to happen with certain characters. But if you watch it at, like, never watching them before and you watch them in chronological order, they do pretty much sync up to what happens, basically. And there The only are... thing I did notice was... The Force Awakens just seemed like a repeat of New Hope. Yes. Well, I, I was watching, I was like, it feels like the exact same film. It doesn't feel any different. Well, this, I've, I def, I don't love it, but I defend why they did it, because... Yeah, yeah I know why they did it. Nostalgia. No, it, well, it's that, and it's basically trying to get every generation back on board with Star Wars, because the clone, the, the prequels kind of tainted Star Wars for a lot of people, so... Tainted it for the original fans, but I've seen a lot of people who kind of grew up with I the prequels, love, and I they love, love them. them. I love the prequels. I like the prequels. Yeah. I think the prequels are the best ones, to be honest. I, I like the prequels because they're just fun, dumb, shitty movies. I wouldn't say they were the best films, but no, they're most they're, enjoyable they're terrible, to watch. They're terrible to look at, and they have terrible acting, but Owen McGregor's... Uh, Ewan McGregor's... Not Owen McGregor's... Ewan McGregor's <laughs> um, Obi-Wan is, like, one of the best things about it, and that's why when he gets his uh, spin-off TV show, it's going to be one of the most watched Star Wars things ever. Um, no, he's only getting one season, though. We don't Watching. need more of that, really. True. I don't think... <laughs> I mean, he's stranded on an island... On a, um, planet. Planet. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think it, there are possibilities if it does well, and they don't end it at the point where people think they end it, so they don't... Because they're, they're, he's there for, like, 18 years, I'm pretty sure, just because I think Luke's 18 in the original trilogy, and then... He gets dropped off there as a kid and then spends 18 years there. So there's a lot of time to cover. And they're already trying to make a Han Solo um, a second movie. Or people want a second movie for that because there's still time to cover before A New Hope. And I'm just like, I'm tired of... I, I think that's sort of the problem with Star Wars is that it's all one big story. Well, yeah, that's... Because well, people... Uh, the reason why I'm disappointed with the sequel trilogy the new ones the like disney owned one isn't because they're not good films it's because they tried to tie it too much to the originals i would have much preferred if it just had a new story well that's what they're planning to do they're trying to do stuff set in like the old republic times and that's what the i think ryan johnson trilogy or 
the Taika Waititi directed ones or um, the Kevin Feige produced one. They're, they've got a lot of potential room to play around with, but because people are like Star Wars fans are very ravenous against like change. Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, they're, they're probably one of the most toxic movie fan bases in the world. Oh, yeah. That DC, Marvel, all of I don't think Marvel's actually that bad. Marvel's uh, Marvel's very opinionated. I wouldn't say it's very toxic. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. DC is very toxic. They managed to get a director back in to make a movie that was out. I, I yeah, don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand the Justice League love. Well, the, the point was they realized, oh, we really don't like this film, but we saw the chance it might have been different. So let's see what it was originally to see if it was any better. And then eventually, but you're not. They're going to realize. Not, oh wait, it's the same film. No, because you're not—it's you're not getting the movie that Zack Snyder was going to originally make because he's had twenty twenty hindsight. So <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh wait, what I was going to do didn't work. Ah, so let's all, change it. All of this shit that I maybe would have done, but Josh Whedon maybe did or didn't do, because a lot of it you can tell very clearly what's Josh Whedon and what's Zack Snyder because the color tone changes. Um, but anything that Zack Snyder was planning to do um, originally uh, for that film, some of the stuff kind of looks cool. Like the redesign of Steppenwolf looks better than the current the current one, but I don't see the point of re-releasing a movie. And I blame. No, nah, it seems really dumb. Just make a new one. Just forget about it. Because it, it's it's because what are they going to do? They're going to have the current Justice League movie and then the Zack Snyder four part mini-series on HBO Max. Because uh, I, I think... I just think DC fans are kind of dumb if they they buy a subscription service just to watch a four-part mini-series because they managed to campaign to get it. Because all, all, <laughs> all you've done is campaigned to get a movie that you then have to watch week to week on a subscription service that by the time that you stop watching it, you've you've now got to pay monthly unless you cancel it. And most people don't cancel their subscription services because they just forget. Yeah, I was paying for Amazon Audible for three months before I realised. Yeah. Oh, so for goodness sake. I always, if I ever go onto the uh, Audible thing, I just get their tokens and then cancel immediately. I should have done that. I didn't do that. Yeah. But um the only thing is DC could be using this as sort of a test. So there's currently plans for a Justice League 2, but they know the first one didn't work. But I don't think they really know what would work. Well DC the the thing with DC at the moment is they're basically building up to Flashpoint, which is basically in the comic books a reset of the comics so that they could yeah. pick, they could cherry pick what worked and didn't work, which is which be good. It'd be, it'd be the reboot that needs. Yeah, but I mean, it's it works, but it also doesn't work because I don't know. I think Justice League was kind of okay. It didn't. It it should have been bigger, and it it, it was better than Batman v Superman. Oh yeah, in my opinion, it's, I hate that. That's so why boring. I hate. That's why I hate the fucking fact that people are clamoring for a Zack Snyder directed movie because it's like, do you want another Batman v Superman? Because that wasn't very good. Or do you want a Man of Steel? Because that well, wasn't I think very good. Zack Snyder came out and said he's like he he criticized the Dark Knight films I and he said oh, it was supposed to be a dark and gritty uh, film. It was like oh yeah, but you know it wasn't really dark gritty. If if I directed it, I would have had it so Batman actually killed people. Yeah, but and I was like, well, that's, that's at that point, that's not Batman, is it? Yeah, that's the that's, it's not the point of Batman to kill people. Batman. Like, the very big thing about Batman is that he doesn't kill. 
Andy wears black and dresses as a bat. Okay, yeah, but ignore that. But like, his part of personality is he doesn't kill. That is his rule. His one golden rule is he does not kill. It's what separates him from villain. Exactly. If he killed, he would be villain. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think Zack Snyder understands that. He doesn't. No, Zach's Marvel right. seems to like they want to keep the, the comic book personality. Yeah. So for um, Iron Man, they wanted it to be very similar to comic books, and the most similar to comic book is Elon Musk. Yeah. Who appears. So they in actually Iron Man had too. they had meetings with Elon Musk to discuss his personality. Yeah. And that's what Robert Downey Jr. played it, played it like, and that's why he had the cameo in Iron Man Two. Yes, and he looks very different. Because he was losing his hair. Yeah. And then, miraculously, I think around that time, he sold PayPal and managed to get hair plugs. <laughs> I need hair. Why don't I just sell my companies? Mm, I could be completely wrong with that, but that's my... Story. I thought he still owned PayPal, but... I'd... No, he doesn't own PayPal. He sold PayPal, and that's why he had all his money. Because he sold it to ah. eBay, and that's why eBay was exclusive for PayPal, I'm pretty sure, for years before they decided... Right. Because it was the only thing you could pay on was PayPal on eBay. And right. then they only just recently changed it, uh, like a couple of years ago, so that you could use other payment platforms. Because eBay yeah. is is a massive online sale, so you had to have a PayPal account if you wanted to use eBay, I'm pretty sure, for a few years. Um, and so when he sold it, he sold it at a really good time. Also, I like PayPal. PayPal is good. PayPal's very good. I like it too. Yeah. Although it's not very popular with teens and stuff. I prefer PayPal. PayPal's good. Tins are idiots. Yeah, Use TikTok. That, yeah. Well, that oh, that TikTok situation is a mess. That is very uh, crazy. Because essentially, they gave them, I think it was last Sunday, uh, the twen- uh, the 19th? When was Sunday? What day was Sunday? Yeah, 20th. They had the, till the 20th of September to sell it, uh, which was impossible because business transactions of that scale take years to go through look at the disney fox merger um as a point of interest it was announced like two years before it finally got sold and transitioned over and disney actually owned anything um well that actually got taken over a lot quicker than people thought it would be yeah they cut a lot of corners and pushed it quickly because they wanted to get the disney streaming service up and running that's why they pushed it because yeah. they, they wanted to get disney plus up and running with the back catalogue of Fox movies for the same reason that Xbox has bought a thing, because you get a back catalogue. Yeah, get all those games on the Game Pass. Yeah. Um, So the company that has bought TikTok has bought the rights not for TikTok but has bought the rights to house the information stored on American servers, not TikTok itself, which yeah. is not what the president asked for, but the president is claiming that it is what he asked for. And <laughs> the the person who owns, I think it's Oracle, who bought the stake in TikTok, uh, is also a, like a Trump supporter. So... Oh my goodness me. Well, one of the most funny things is, they're not at, even if this thing goes through, they couldn't actually ban it anyway. They could just stop it from getting updates in the US. Oh, they've banned it. They've taken it off the store, I'm pretty sure. They no, but did you get a VPN to Europe? Oh, look at that. Download it again. Download the updates, take the VPN off. Oh, look at that. It still works. It doesn't actually work for app stores. You, you, can't... No, but you have to have an EU account. Yeah, but you can't. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of difficult on a phone to do that sort of thing. 
it's possible, but you have to have an account of that. Yeah, but you think the average person... It's hard with Apple, it's, easy, it's a lot easier with um, Google. Yeah, but it's not banned on Google. It's I not. Think, I think you can still get it on Google. I, I don't know, I've never paid any attention. I don't pay very much attention to this topic because it bores the... Well, point. I tried to do a uh, foreign account on Apple a long time ago and had an iPod Touch. Um, but you need like a zip code and like a... That was what I was try- when I tra- when Disney Plus first launched. I tried to get an American account because I wanted to watch Disney Plus because The Mandalorian was coming out, and I didn't trust the internet to not spoil for me. And guess what mm. happened when fucking Mandalorian came out in America? Every single fucking internet thing was Baby Yoda. So... Yeah, I kept seeing Baby Yoda, but that's not really a spoiler. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it is a episode. Yeah, but it's it a was spoiler. First if... episode. Yeah, but Dan, we had to wait six months. Before we could watch the first episode. Yeah, it's. Uh, a... I would say anything happens in the first episode isn't a spoiler. It is if you can't watch it for six months. <laughs> if you can watch it all at the same time, then yes, it's not a spoiler. But if it's fucking six months delay before you can watch the first episode, it is a spoiler. Because America yeah. is a fucking nightmare for when they re- like. If anything comes out in America, it just becomes free fucking will. Because it like you look at any Marvel movie that released in the UK or like Europe a week earlier, because that tended to be what happened. The UK and stuff would get Marvel movies like a week earlier. Social media would have nothing, nothing at all. You wouldn't see a spoiler anywhere if a marvel movie released in america a week before you would see spoilers before it even hit uk soil and because just... american people are all selfish yeah i know but that's why i think it's stupid to release it in america if you don't that's want why trump to. like trump pulled out the paris accords because he didn't want to damage america's capital yeah. so you want to mess up the world just so you can have more money yeah okay so you want to get with the world that you have the money in that's why, money. that's why he doesn't like the World Health Organization. Because <laughs> it's like, well, Dumb. yeah, he's an idiot. But we're not American, so we can't, we sadly can't vote him out. And we're leaving it down to Americans to do it. So, well, the two options they have now is even worse than it was before. Yeah, They've made it worse between... <laughs> how can you make Trump and Hillary Clinton worse than what it is now? Well, you go no, sorry, Trump. no, now what is worse than them, sorry. Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Yeah, Joe Biden. He, he's significantly worse. Yeah. They're both bad. Like, what do you do? What do you do? You sadly have to vote for the least bad, which is Joe Biden. Because I don't know if you want to. He might die. <laughs> but they're both old. They're both 70. Yeah, Joe Biden's, I think, older. Joe Biden's 77. Donald Trump's 74. Yeah, so Joe Biden's closer to death. <laughs> he might die in office. Also, oh, it's, it's so bad. I think it's like. What I find one of the most hilarious things about this is that all the um, liberals in America, they they hated Trump for being a white old man. Yep, and then they put a white old man. And they got a white old man as their new leader. Yep. Um, I think that about sums it up for today. Yep, I think that's a good ending point. America sucks. Yep. Hello to our Thank American you. listeners. We yep. love you. Keep listening. <laughs> no, you're all right. So most of you are right. You've just got a few bad eggs. Yeah. And sadly enough bad eggs to elect a president who seems to hate your country whilst it's claiming so that he loves it. Anyway, I think that's a divisive end, but we'll see in the comments. Leave a review. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh God, what have you done? Um, that's been false feelings and emotions. I hope you enjoyed. Peace out. Dan, do you have an ending? Please don't hate me. Good enough. Peace out.